how exactly do we get better at marketing? And how do we get more efficient? We're going to be able to use AI to write better emails. And better emails means more opens and more clicks. You can use AI to create more engaging subject lines to get more opens, more engaging content to get more clicks, taking people in the direction that you want them to go. You're going to be able to create better ads, both visually and the copy in the captions. You're going to be able to stop the scroll more often. Hello and welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. This podcast exists to help you learn how to use organic marketing. That's marketing that costs nothing or very little to grow your business. Far too frequently, small business owners spend lots of money on advertising without getting the results that they were expecting and hoping for. And honestly, it doesn't need to be that way. So here on the podcast every week, we dive into strategies that will help you grow a business that's here for the long term, sometimes on solo episodes like this one, and sometimes on guest episodes. On today's longer than usual solo episode, I'm going to be taking you through my top five takeaways from social media marketing world. And I hope that by doing so, you will get some inspiration and some excitement about things that you can do to get better results from your social media marketing right now and what's going to be happening throughout the rest of the year. What I don't want you to feel is overwhelmed because I've carefully selected what I think are the key things that you want to know. Because let me tell you, it was a little bit overwhelming being there and trying to take it all in. So first of all, what is Social Media Marketing World and what's it all about? Social Media Marketing World is the largest conference I've ever been to. There were around 2,000 marketers there from all over the world. And we were there from around 8am each morning until bedtime each evening. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of that time was spent socialising, but for at least eight hours a day, I was in the company of other people, absorbing information and having lots of conversations. It was a lot. It's a huge event. There are lots and lots of different sessions going on and lots of big names who are telling us the latest things that are happening in the world of social media marketing. The first thing that I took away was from a keynote delivered by the founder of the conference and of Social Media Examiner, Michael Stelsner. The first thing he shared with us was that Facebook isn't dead, but links in groups are. So if you're sharing any links in any groups, whether your own Facebook group, other people's groups, there is a very, very small chance now of them being seen. And I'll tell you what that chance is. This is from the report that Meta produced at the end of 2022. Michael Stelsner summarised this report and shared with us the fact that what people see on Facebook has changed. In quarter one of 2022, a lot of content viewed on the Facebook feed contained no links. That figure was 83.8% at that point. And by the end of quarter four... 92.5% of content viewed on the Facebook feed contained no links. So that's obviously in steep decline, which means that basically now, if you post something in a group with a link in it, you have a very, very small chance of that content being seen. So what that's telling me and what I'll be doing going forward is I will not be sharing links in Facebook groups. I'll be trying to come up with clever ways to get around that and ways to entice people to engage with me differently on Facebook. That is not to say that I'll be leaving Facebook groups. Definitely not. This only relates to the sharing of links in terms of what I will no longer be doing. The next takeaway, and this is a much, much bigger topic, 
is something called unconnected content. It was announced by Meta that this is the growth area for them. So what does this mean? What is unconnected content? Again, Michael Stelsner shared this during his presentation, which was taken directly from the Facebook report, and the information was this. At the beginning of quarter one last year, 49.1% of the content shown on all of our Facebook feeds was from friends and people who we followed. By the end of that year, it was down to 32%. But a new category had appeared called Friends Reshare, which added in an additional 18.7%, taking that combined total of content shown from friends and people we follow up to 50.7%. The difference between the start of 2022 and the end of that same year was that more of the content was reshared content and less was original content from your friends and people you follow. So you can see there's this emphasis emerging around resharing and people sharing other people or other brands content. So more than ever, it's important for you to try and think, how can I make my content shareable? And for most of us, that's about trying to jam pack it with value. No more just posting for the sake of it, if that's what you're doing as a strategy. And never a good strategy, but never less useful than now. So Try and jam-pack your content with value and give people surprising things or emotional things, inspiration, funny things, topical things, all of that kind of content that we as humans love to share. If that sounds challenging, it is. But I think the best way to look at it is to make it as simple as possible and to take it back to how you feel about the content that you consume on Facebook or on social media in general. And then try to make sure that you're creating content that you would like to consume yourself, that you would like to share if it's other people's content, and then take inspiration from that and work out what your followers or the wider people who you will come into contact with via this new space of unconnected content, what might they be most motivated to share if you produce it as content on your channels? The content seen on the Facebook feed from pages is also massively declining. This was down by 48% in 2022. The content seen on the Facebook feed from groups also, unfortunately, experienced a big dip. That's down by 25%. But all is not lost. There's this new category called unconnected content. So we've talked about how you can make your content more shareable, and that's applicable anywhere. But when we're specifically talking about unconnected content, I liken this to the explore page on Instagram or the for you page. This is content from people who are not your friends and followers. They're unconnected people and accounts whose content you will see on your feed. This new category of unconnected content is the focus for Meta. And it's increased in terms of what's being seen on the feed by 44% within the last year, which means that a third of the content you will see now on the Facebook feed is unconnected content. So it's from people who you do not follow or brands that you do not follow. You've probably noticed this already when you're on the platform. Sometimes it can take you by surprise if you're scrolling and then all of a sudden you think, oh, I don't know that brand or I don't follow that brand or I don't know that person. Ah, okay, that's unconnected content you're seeing. So how can you capitalize on this if you're not connected to people, but you want them to see your content? Here it comes. This was a big takeaway for me. And it's something that I've done since coming back from San Diego. You can now do this. It's open to all. You can now change your personal Facebook profile to professional mode. If you go onto your personal profile, there are three dots on the right hand side 
Click those three dots and switch your profile in a matter of seconds from a personal profile to professional mode. And once you've done that, it means that people who are not connected to you will be shown your content. Now, if you still want to share some of your content with friends and family only, even if it's only some of the time that you want to limit it to them, you can still select that as an option. You have control over what is shared. Personally, I haven't really used Facebook very much at all for personal content over recent years. I don't really engage with my friends and family on there. I purely use it for business. So it's very easy for me going forward to switch that to professional mode and just make sure that I share absolutely nothing on there that I don't want the wider world to see. If, however, you want to limit it and you would rather continue to share certain things with your friends and family only, then, like I say, that is still an option even if you do decide to switch to professional mode. So you can be in charge and you can select the audience that you want to share each piece of content with on the Facebook channel. Also, what this focus on professional mode on Facebook means is, and it might not be good news, but do try not to panic. It means that in order to get this unconnected content shared as far and wide as possible, we need to try and get into the habit of publishing reels natively on Facebook. So if you're not in the habit of publishing reels on Instagram, maybe you want to try it out there first or get into more of a rhythm on there. Or if you're already a pro at sharing reels, then you should be able to follow a very similar process, but natively on Facebook. You won't be penalized for resharing the same reel on each channel as long as you remove any watermarks and upload it natively. So no cross sharing to multiple channels. And it's also worth experimenting with text-based content. If you go to my Facebook profile, you'll see that I've recently shared my first professional mode, text-based posts and native reel. I've got a long way to go, but it feels good to have started on this journey. I'm Nikki Hutchison on Facebook, and that's the profile that you can now follow. And you'll see what I mean by text-based content if you head over there. It's probably something you're all familiar with seeing inside Facebook groups. It's really about trying to come up with questions or statements that you can make in text that are going to be engaging enough for people to like, comment and share so that your content starts being shown to more people. So that's how you can capitalize on this new option to change your personal profile into professional mode. And if you're serious about growing your business on Facebook, then I highly recommend that you do that based on all of the stats that I've already quoted. In order to come across as more professional on your Facebook profile, I would also recommend that you do something that I have done. I've had mine like this for a long time, actually. And that is to update your cover image so that it reflects your business. What we've done in the team to make this process even simpler for you is to create some cover image templates in Adobe Express. I'm an Adobe Express global ambassador and this podcast episode is produced in partnership with them. If you go to the show notes, you'll find a link for a free 30-day trial. So a whole month rather than the free trial week normally on offer for Adobe Express. Head over there and you'll also find a link to my template library. So sign up for your free 30-day trial if you don't already have an Adobe Express account. And then once you've got your account set up, you just need to click on the link also in the show notes to my Adobe Express template library where you can access and edit the Facebook cover image templates that we have created for you. It's very easy for you to use other people's templates inside Adobe Express. And this for me is something that really sets them apart from other content creation tools. You can access templates that have been designed by the creatives themselves. And many of these people are professional designers due to the nature of Adobe as a company. You can access their template designs 
as well as ours, and you can make them your own by changing the colours to your brand colours, the fonts to your fonts, and so on. You do need a premium account on Adobe, but you get that 30-day trial if you click on the link. And after that, it's really affordable. It's $9.99 a month. And once you've set up that premium account, you can really easily adapt any of these templates, change the branding, and really make your life a whole lot easier than trying to create everything from scratch. And specifically in reference to the cover images, the reason that I really recommend you update your cover images, not only so that people can find you, I've always recommended that. If you're engaging in Facebook groups, you want to make sure that the cover image tells people what your business is so that when they come across you, they can quickly understand, ah, Nikki, right, okay, she's a marketing strategist, fine. But also now it's going to make your professional profile look, well, a whole lot more professional. And if your content is going to be shown more widely to more people, which of course we hope it is if you follow these tips, then you want to make sure that all of those people are seeing your business in the most professional light possible. So if you do decide to go professional mode on Facebook, then I highly recommend that you update your cover image using some of these templates in Adobe Express. The next big takeaway, which is quite probably no surprise to anyone, is that AI is not going anywhere. And in fact, it's going to be everywhere. And again, Adobe have got a new AI tool called Firefly, which you'll find the link for in the show notes. If you would like to try it out, you can become a beta tester by clicking that link. I'm a beta tester right now, and we've been having a play around with it. In terms of the conference, this takeaway about the fact that AI is going nowhere and it's going to be everywhere came from Paul Rotzer. I hope I'm saying that right. He's the chief exec of the Marketing AI Institute. I went along to his session live and it was absolutely fascinating. It was packed out. (laughs) The room was full. And the key takeaway for pretty much everyone who was in the room was this quote, marketers who don't use AI will be replaced by marketers who do. Now, I know this quote is referring specifically to marketers, but actually, as a small business owner, we are all marketers. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening. That's why you want to learn more about marketing. Sadly, for some people, I know that marketing is not enjoyed as much as it is by me. And that is a real shame. It truly is. But marketing is not going anywhere either. It's a vital part of growing your business. And it turns out that AI is going to be a vital part of your marketing going forward. So let's dig into why and what you can do. A few of the ways that you can use AI in your business include using it to improve your writing. Maybe you've already had to play around with AI tools so far, like ChatGPT. I've been playing around with ChatGPT and I have to say, I really like what I see. It's great with one caveat. If you start off with your own idea and you use the artificial intelligence to build on that. For example, I'm not going to go into ChatGPT and ask it to write me a blog about the key takeaways from social media marketing world. I'm not going to do that because I want to be authentic. I want to make sure that my key takeaways are my key takeaways and not somebody else's or not a robot's. And I'm not convinced that ChatGPT would give me the answers that I would want to share with you or come up with the points that I would want to make in such a blog. However, what I have been doing is going into ChatGPT and asking it things like, give me 10 ideas for Instagram reels for a product-based business that could form the basis of a great lead magnet, for example. Now, obviously, it came up with all sorts of ideas like doing behind the scenes, doing unboxings and so on, which were pretty much things that I would have come up with anyway, but it's super quick. I didn't have to sit and think about it for any time at all. 
and I could just pluck out the essence of the idea and then expand on it in my own words, adding in my own experience, my own values, my own approach. And I recommend that that's the way that you use it as well. You can also create visuals faster. I mentioned this new tool, which is in beta mode right now called Adobe Firefly. We've had to play around with it and you're going to be able to use this to create very creative and engaging visuals again very quickly. And you're going to be able to create and share high quality content faster than ever before, which is the dream, right? We're literally buying ourselves more time by using these AI tools. I have a group program which will be running again in September called Fully Booked Bootcamp. And just for fun, we asked Adobe Firefly for a quirky visual for Fully Booked Bootcamp. And it came back with a few designs in my brand colors because my branding is already stored in Adobe Express. The colors are pretty cool. They're quite futuristic, but they're spot on for my brand. And in terms of the designs itself, what was produced was a pair of boots stuffed full of books, quite literally fully booked boots. However, I really like the image. It's fun. It brings a new angle that looks fresh, but aligns with what we would usually create. And as the saying goes, everything is content. So you might see this pop up on my grid very soon. This is just one example. There are all sorts of things you can do. You can request different styles, including a photography style, artistic style. I highly recommend you go in there and have a play around again, because ultimately it could well save you time. So overall, my key takeaways around AI were that I'm going to be able to do more marketing. I'm also going to be able to do better marketing. And I'm going to be able to expand on my ideas and bring in some creativity and some things that I maybe haven't thought about before. I'm also not particularly artistic. So Adobe Firefly and other visual AI tools are really going to help me out. And ultimately, we're all going to be able to do more business in less time. But how does that work? How exactly do we get better at marketing? And how do we get more efficient? We're going to be able to use AI to write better emails. And better emails means more opens and more clicks. You can use AI to create more engaging subject lines to get more opens more engaging content, get more clicks, taking people in the direction that you want them to go. You're going to be able to create better ads, both visually and the copy in the captions. You're going to be able to stop the scroll more often. You'll be able to write better scripts. When it comes to videos, a key metric is how many people, how many eyeballs you get on those videos, how many people watch them, but also how long people watch those videos for. And then that type of metric can be used for retargeting so that you can save money. So for example, if you want to run an ad and then retarget only the people who have watched, say, 50% of the video ad, then you're not wasting money on the people who watch the first 40% of the video ad and possibly aren't that interested. You're going to be able to use AI to create better scripts that keep people watching for longer. So double whammy there. And you're going to be able to create better sales pages. And what do sales pages help us do? That's right. They help us sell more things. So this is ultimately going to help you make more money. I definitely went to social media marketing world as somebody who was vaguely interested in exploring AI. I'd done a little bit of exploration, but I hadn't really made time to focus on it. And I came away from the conference determined to use it more in my daily routine. And I now do expect it to be a daily tool that I'm using in one form or another. I've shared the links of everything that's mentioned in this episode in the show notes so you can start exploring too. And next up, perhaps unsurprisingly, but it's good to get confirmation because there has been some flip-flopping, hasn't there, from Adam Masseri in particular when it comes to reach. 
Is it video? Is it grid posts? Is it carousels or stories? What's working best in terms of engagement? At Social Media Marketing World, we got confirmation that video is king when it comes to reach. So if you're trying to get your message out to a wider audience, then this is what you need to focus on. And I'm going to take you through some examples. But there was a direct quote from Mark Zuckerberg who said, Reels is incremental to time spent on our apps. And the time spent on Reels has increased. During the second half of 2022, Reels views increased by 50%. So if you haven't started investing time and energy into Reels and video content, now is definitely the time to start. And again, we've got some templates in the back end of that Adobe Express library, which has now been made public and you can just click the link in the show notes and use them to create your own Reels covers, for example, just to give you that little helping hand to get started and stop you procrastinating and putting it off. And the final thing I want to share with you today is the top three types of original video content. Now, this comes from a presentation that was given by Natasha Pierre. Her business is called Shine with Natasha, and she's also going to be coming on this podcast as a guest soon. Another great result from going to in-person conferences. You can network with the speakers. By the way, if you're not already a subscriber to this podcast, there's a new episode out every Friday, and you'll be notified of those as soon as they're released, as long as you are a subscriber. And the second thing is, if you haven't left a review for this podcast, I would so hugely appreciate it if you could, because that really does help us grow and help us expand our reach to new listeners. Thank you so much. Back to Natasha. At Social Media Marketing World, she shared the top three types of original video content, which again, these may not be particularly surprising to you because you've probably consumed a lot of these yourself, if not created them. But she shared some nuggets about how to make them quickly and easily and avoid getting held up thinking that you have to spend hours and hours and hours creating video content and not knowing how to do it or what to include. The three key types of video content she mentioned are talking videos, so face to camera normally or sometimes a voiceover, quote videos, usually an inspirational quote. Now, personally, I really like to try and come up with my own quotes as often as possible because I just think those are more engaging than the same old quotes that everyone else is sharing. And if you're using Adobe Express, you can create your own quote graphics really easily. And the third type is storytelling video. This is anything like a behind the scenes story of something that you've done in your business. Even an unboxing could be a story if you have a product-based business. But this type of video can also include how-tos and how-tos are generally the type of storytelling video that I find easiest to create. Because if you think about it, teaching somebody how to do something is a story in itself. You're taking somebody from point A to point B. Anything where you're doing that via video content counts as a storytelling video. If you head over to my Instagram, I'm at Nikki Hutchison. Head over there and view some of the videos and you'll find lots of examples of storytelling videos, talking videos, and even the odd quote video. I actually need to do more of them as they are so quick and easy to create. Often you'll see that I've used Adobe Express to create a cover for my videos so that they can easily be identified as part of my brand content. If you're worried about the time that's going to be involved, or often what can be the biggest worry is how to feel confident showing up on camera, then what I would ask you is, what are you prepared to do for your business to succeed? Because Personally, of course, I don't want to turn up on camera every single day. I mean, some days you just don't have the energy to show your face or you want to exercise before showering and you want to shower before showing up or whatever. However, I am not prepared to let worries like that stop me as I attempt to carry on growing my business. How about you? 
There is an alternative if you're really not feeling up to it. And that is to create the quote videos that I mentioned and to create what's called B-roll. That's your background video. This can be anything from a beach scene to a pan around a room, a walk through the park, anything that gives some context to the quote video, but isn't the main focus because that's your quotes job. The main thing is that you don't need to appear in this video. So you don't have to feel confident or work yourself up to getting your face on camera, making this type of video content super easy to create. And the final example, a storytelling video, you can even use Adobe Express to create different designs and stick them together to create a reel. Or you can alternate between graphics and video content, between graphics, B-roll, and you telling your story. Whatever works for you, there really are no rules. And anyway, rules are made to be broken. So if you can, take all of these tips and takeaways, use what works for you, discard what doesn't, and have some fun trying out new things in your marketing this year. Before you go, remember to head over to the show notes and grab those links. What you'll get over there is a free 30-day trial of Adobe Express Premium, the link to become a beta tester of Adobe Firefly. You can also get Adobe Express for free if you're a non-profit, the link's in the show notes for that. And Enjoy Marketing is the name of our marketing agency. You can access our Enjoy Marketing library of remixable templates via the link in the show notes. I'll be back next week with an episode that I really enjoyed recording and hopefully that means you're going to really enjoy listening to it. I'm chatting to Becky McAvoy of Be Heard Socials, all about how to make organic content work harder for you. And that's what we're all about here on the Audience Growth Podcast. That episode will go live next Friday at 7am and I'll look forward to seeing you then. Until then, have a great week, take care of yourselves and keep marketing.